All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Looks like you've actually made it to episode two. Um, so, so, so thanks for dealing with episode one, because boy, that was a shit show. Uh, so, uh, so what we're doing, guys? Hey, coming in here, uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and, and sort of talk about uh, talk talk about breaking down those divisions, right? I know we talked about it a little bit in the last one that we were gonna do it, but uh, ran way over on time, as I'm sure y'all can tell. Uh, so we kind of put it off to here. So. Uh, we're going to start off breaking down the NFC and AFC North, and I'm going to give you guys kind of an overview of what this is going to look like because we're probably going to get a little heated and I'm going to forget uh, to break it down later. So <clears throat> what we're going to do is we're going to hit all the teams in the NFC and AFC North, go through them. Uh, we're going to talk about the good from free agency. We're going to talk about the bad for those teams. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of the position of need and, and maybe who we think they might be grabbing at their spot in the draft and uh, also kind of their overall rank in that division and where it's going to lie. And trust so. me, guys, we definitely div- you know, differ on that right now. The draft will tell a lot more, but for right now, we're going to give you where we think they stand, and trust me, we do not agree. <laughs> so listen, let's just let's just kick it right off, man. You good? Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's do it. Let's you're rock up. and roll. Cool. I'm up. Yep, you're up. All right. So what do you got first, Drew? <clears throat> we're going to start in the uh, NFC North. Right. We're okay. starting the NFC North. Yep, let's go. do it. So here we go. Right, I'm going to start with the Packers. All right, Packers, all right. So so I'm going to try and follow that format, the good, the bad, the free agency, and uh, where we're at. So so the good, right? So Packers this offseason, I, I like the Jimmy Graham acquisition. Okay, most Packers um, fans would, yeah. Sure. And um, I, I like the I like Mike Pettin. Okay. Defensive coordinator, right? Not a, not a player, but I think that uh, I think that they have a much-needed change on the defensive side of the ball. I think he's going to bring that with a little bit of versatility. Um, I knew you were not a fan of Don Capers. Oh, Don Capers. Yeah, don't even get me started on Don Capers. Who was a fan of Don Capers? Jesus Christ. His own family hated him, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> so uh, just a real quick why on there. So obviously Mike Pettin for the mix-up. Jimmy Graham, not just because he's such a, a, a versatile weapon up the middle of the field, but I feel like it gives the it gives the Green Bay Packers a, a, a better set that they can run on offense, right? I mean, yeah. they were so often last season, you know, especially when Rodgers was healthy, right? We're seeing three, four <clears throat> receiver sets constantly. Um, so they couldn't disguise a lot. Um, and I think it's going to give Mike McCarthy the ability to uh, to go in there and really dial up some good plays that are going to keep uh, keep a tight end on the field, maybe some more two receiver sets, um, you know, fill up the backfield a little bit and see what they can do. So, um, so that's good there. Uh, the bad, right? Um, bad, bad. You know, I, I guess I'm going to hit the obvious of the loss of Jordy Nelson. Um, you know, I, I can pin that as a good too, to be completely honest with you. Uh, to the Demarius Randall trade. Um, you know, I think that uh, I think they made the trade in good faith to grab a, a, a solid number one corner, uh, you know, in free agency, and I don't think they really did that. No, know, I they, don't think they did. Yeah, they brought back Tremont Williams, right? Who had a phenomenal year with the Cardinals. So I think uh, I think quarterbacks uh, throwing in his direction had a, about a forty-two percent completion percentage, right? Mm. So I mean, uh, you know, had a great year, but uh, you know, they're just bringing back more of the same, and uh, I'd like to see him do more with Mike Pettin in there and, and see what they can do. Uh, with him as a new defensive coordinator. Um, <clears throat> pre-draft. So so when they're coming into this draft, they pick at 14. I'd really love, love to see them take uh, Denzel Ward. Uh, I'd like to see him drop Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Uh, I don't know that he's going to. Uh, if not, you know, we got Josh Jackson in there, another corner. Um and, and somebody else who might draw, pending how the pending how the early rounds play out, and specifically what San Francisco does, I think we might uh, we might be able to grab. Uh, uh, geez, who can we get? Minka Fitzpatrick. 
That would be a great pickup. That would uh, be from an amazing Bama. pickup if he did. I uh, love Minka Fitzpatrick. <clears throat> you know, his his versatility, I think, is what just fits in the Mike Penton defensive scheme, you know, uh, especially when he was with uh, New York up in the Jets, you know, uh, as a defensive coordinator um, and briefed him with the Bills. But, um, you know, I think that fits what he's going to look to do. I think it's going to fit the versatility of player. They really, really need a Micah Hyde replacement up mm, there in yeah. Green Bay. Which there um, are some later in the draft, yeah. <clears throat> which I think that... Um, you know, Fitzpatrick is just the, the all-around, you know, triple whammy. Uh, place in the division, I'm going to do a caveat on this, okay? I'm going to go first in the division um, with a healthy number 12, okay? Because okay. we saw what happened last year when, when Rodgers went out. And, uh, you know, I'd argue that, that Aaron Rodgers is the <clears throat> tied for first with the most valuable player to his franchise, Okay. Um, the other tie I would actually say is, is not, hey, Patriots fans, listen, here's the deal. It's not your boy, uh, Perfect Tom, okay? It's not, uh, it's not TB. You mean the GOAT? So, the GOAT, the GOAT, yeah. Most accomplished for sure. But, uh, but yeah, not that guy. I'd say it's Andrew Luck. Really? I think he's tied with Andrew Luck, yeah, because I think the Indianapolis Colts are irrelevant, uh, without Andrew Luck. Oh, absolutely. I think they've proven absolutely. that. Absolutely. When Andrew Luck's on the field, I think they're a phenomenally better football team, and, uh, you know, tie, honestly, I don't even know that I'd put Tom Brady in the top five. I'd put Earl Thomas above Tom Brady for really? for his, uh, oh, absolutely. What he means to the team when he's on the field, absolutely. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady get injured a couple of years ago, and uh, they go 3-1 and one without the guy for the first four games, or suspension, you know, whatever. He had that, those first four games of uh, two seasons ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm not buying it. I mean, just quickly going back over, since we're talking about the Packers, and just without changing teams here, I agree that fans have completely forgot what Andrew Luck did when he was healthy. And mm-hmm. how much that team needs him, and how much it, it's trash without him. Um, but staying staying on your staying on the Packers, you know, I don't think Minka will be there. I don't think Denzel Ward will be there. I think you'd be lucky if either one of them are. But I feel like if they are, you you automatically take them. If you don't, the Packers are fools. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still oh, good. Yeah. Still good players. There, Josh Jackson, Marcus Davenport. I've seen a lot of them. You know, you need help on that defense. Um, sure. My two biggest questions with the Packers is Aaron Rodgers covers covers up a lot of their holes. Period. When you have talent like that, that last year. Yeah. When you have talent like that, it's gonna allow you to have holes in spots and how you know he's gonna cover for them. Mm -hmm. My two biggest questions though, outside of that defense, which has young players and aging players, um, my two biggest questions for you is since this is your team, do you have reliance on that run game? Do you like what they have there? Do you think they have to add anything? And two uh, just because an interesting standpoint, what do you think about the acquisition of Deshaun Kaiser as a backup to Aaron Rodgers? You know, <clears throat> I think um, I, I think it does what the Packers were looking to accomplish this offseason. I'll start with Deshaun Kaiser uh, and the trade with Demarius Randall and, and the pick swap. Um, so <clears throat> I think I think it brings competition for Brett Hundley. Um, I think they need that because I think they didn't see enough. Right? Agreed. I, I agreed. Think, yeah. I think and I, I think what they saw was was garbage. I was gonna say Brett Hundley's uh, been there like three years now, <clears throat> and you know you're still not seeing enough from him. So yeah. So so I think that uh, I think they saw a lot in Kaiser when when uh, uh, when we played him last year in a really close game in a shootout there. So um, I, I think that bringing him in is good <clears throat> for competition at that position, which is much 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 needed. Um, as far as the running back. Uh, you know, the conversation is concerned. I know that we, we recently, uh, you know, went through, obviously, a time Montgomery's still going to be the guy, right? Still staying at running back. Uh, and, you know, we're still looking to start the season off with him. Um, 
I think they've got a young group behind them, obviously, right? Uh, <clears throat> when you have a running, a receiver converted running back, you know, um, honestly, for that transition, I think he made it. I think he made a great transition initially. Uh, struggling a lot, you know, uh, last year, obviously with injuries, but um, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, they've never been a run first team. Uh, you know, they, they've never heavily relied on the run. Uh, you know, Aaron's had the run to bail him out at times, but um, you know, j- just just remember though, I mean, <coughs> when. Uh, I'm dying here. Oh my god! Um, you know, remember that uh, you know when the Packers had a Super Bowl run there in, in 2010. Uh, you know they did so with coming into the playoffs without much of a running game at all, and one that just really caught on fire when they needed it. So um, I think we can see more of that, and, and I'm not wildly concerned, uh, truthfully, about the backfield in Green Bay. All right, so you have them finishing first in your rankings for the NFC North. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, with well, a healthy 12. That's my well, caveat. We're gonna we're just gonna assume when we're talking about these teams that's if everyone stays healthy. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we can't count for if players get injured or what happens. So this is obviously all with players and you know teams staying healthy. Sure. I'm just gonna throw out there that since we're wrapping up on the Packers here, that I'm surprised that they got rid of Jordy Nelson before they got rid of Cobb. Um, that sure. did surprise me. I thought Cobb would be gone first. But, you know, we'll see what the Packers do. Um, but you have them first. I don't. I don't have them first. Whoa. whoa I'm not going to argue Aaron Rodgers, you know, talent or what he <coughs> means or what he does to that division. I mean, oh if you're in that division, you should be scared nonetheless. But I'm going to talk my first team, I'm going to talk about the team that will finish first, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. I know you might not, might not like Dude, to hear Dude, we just lost, like, 50 listeners in <laughs> yeah. the same garbage like that. I, I don't Jesus think, you know, Christ. they're, you know, as small-minded as you here, Andrew. you got to listen to me here. All, all, right, right, all right, So, whether we learned from the last episode, you're not that big of a fan of Kirk Cousins compared to Alex Smith. That's true. All right. To each their own. But, okay, but barring injury and chemistry like we talk about, you know, you got Delvin Cook in the backfield, mm-hmm. a person who exploded and tore it up before he got hurt last year. You got Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, who most people wouldn't say are number ones, but even if that is the case, tear it up <coughs> together. Now they actually have a better quarterback coming in, whether you like Kirk Cousins or not, who is going to throw the ball downfield, and that's going to work for them. They have an underrated tight end in who I think in Kyle Rudolph. Absolutely. So, I, I mean... Other than patching up a few things on that offensive line, they're good on offense. Defense, you were talking about a top two or three defense last year. Now, Aaron Rodgers is still going to put up his points, but you got a defense that can at least challenge him, and then offense that your defense is not going to be able to stop in the Packers or even in the Lions or the Bears in that same division. So Minnesota is number one in my book. But let's see what some of the things they did here. They obviously added Kirk Cousins on that fully guaranteed contract, which is nuts a, diff- nuts, a different story to begin with. Okay, They traded for Trevor Simeon as a backup because they lost both Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, and obviously Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Okay, Case Keenum went to Denver. But, I mean, they kept some of their good players. Players like Caleb Jones, Antoine Williams. I mean, they kept... Kai Forbath on a one-year deal, and then they brought in, besides Kirk Cousins, Sheldon Richardson, who's just going to add to that defensive line with Everson sure. Griffin and Danielle Hunter. <laughs> so they're just adding pieces now. They're, they're, their cap is kind of tight, but they still got the draft. Mm-hmm. Not that they really need to add to many spots. I mean, they're drafting in the mid-20s, and like I said, if you could shore up the offensive line where Kirk Cousins isn't going to be in any trouble, add some depth to your, depth to your key pieces there, I mean... You don't really have many needs. And when you have a team like that, even if it's not going to last long because of contracts down the road, you know, 
you, you tend to be a very good team. Um, I just see them being number one. They they did really good in free agency. They added Kendall Wright, um, which is one that I think is overlooked because of the fact that he was never number one. You maybe are you number two, but you don't need him to be. Um, so as long as they get the consistency down, the camaraderie, stay healthy, which was something we talk about, I see them winning that division. Um, they're definitely going to take one from the Packers, and if not both. And I'm willing to, I feel pretty confident in saying that. I don't know what you guys out there listening think, but I feel pretty good when I say the Minnesota Vikings are going to take this division by, I think by week 13 or 14, they have the division wrapped up. Wow. Yeah, I know, oh I know, maybe I'm out there on a branch saying that. Jeez, I need more beer. <laughs> you need more beer. <laughs> Sorry, Packer fans. I know there's a lot of yous out there, closet Packer fans, but trust me. Trust me when I say this. Minnesota's got it. Minnesota's got it. I know I feel like we don't even have to talk about the two other teams in the division, but it, you know, it's our job. We kind of have to. Um, but it should still be interesting. You can never count Aaron Rodgers out. So for right now, I have Minnesota at number one, Green Bay at number two. Oof. Which, Man, it's brutal. Brutal. Before before you wrap up this uh, before you wrap up on uh, on Minnesota there, I just want to spell out something for you, okay? R E L A X. Relax. Relax. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Well, just before you know, I wrap this up for you guys. Um, since we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings, what I was going to say is some of the pre-draft visits that they had, they've been really aiming at. Offense. They look. They brought in Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame, the offensive tackle. Mm. Alex Kappa for the second round. Connor Williams, the first round offensive tackle. Like I said earlier in the segment, they need to wrap up that line to protect their fully yeah. guaranteed quarterback. Hundred percent. Um, that's got to be. That's got to be a big. Focus. Some of the other bigger names that they brought in for interviews before the draft: Justin Reed, safety out of Stanford. My pet cat receiver Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller from Memphis. Um, they brought in Naeem Hines, North Carolina State running back. Um, very good. And Gal- Dallas Goder. Um, a lot of people don't know him. He's a tight end out of South Dakota right? State, right? Um, he's going to be that first or second round projected tight end, but he is a out wide tight end. He's going to cause damage when he gets open. They need to start looking to replace Kyle Rudolph, even though I still think he's underrated in his play. He is getting up there, so they're, they're doing their due diligence with, uh, with you know, getting the tight end of the future. Um, but, yeah, they have, they're bringing in a lot of big names. They're filling out. They're only going to get stronger. They're my number one. All right. Awesome. Well, well you had a couple questions for me, so, so I've, I've got to go with you here on Minnesota for a second. Let's do it. Um, so, <clears throat> man. Damn. All right, so I don't know where to start with this shit. No, yeah, obviously so. you're taken aback so, by my number one ranking. Absolutely, 100%. So let me ask you this. So... <clears throat> Do you feel that their defense? So, so what we saw last season, remember? So, in, in Case Keenum, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, no one pinned Case Keenum to be to be the breakout quarterback that he kind of was last season, right? I mean, great, 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 some yeah. great numbers, um, you know, for where he was. Now, here's here's one thing though. I'll tell you, I think that the defense is going to be on the field a hell of a lot more with Kirk Cousins under center. I think you're going to take more risks. I think they're going to be airing the ball out a little bit more with them, and I think they're going to they're going to see a little bit more turnovers because of that. Because I think it's just the nature of the beast, right? I think it's the nature of the game when you get with a quarterback like Cousins. Um, so I think they're going to have a lot more time spent on the field. Plus, I mean, he's he's captain fourth quarter interception. Okay, so let me ask you this: <clears throat> Do you think that they can still win football games 
and stay heavily contested, when they have pieces of their defense, which are aging, okay, staying on the field for, I mean, Jesus, even a few minutes longer a game. I mean, let's throw them in for a couple more drives a game. Okay, so this is this is how I feel about this. You're right. Kirk Cousins does take some chances. He does make mistakes. That's the nature of your quarterback that you just signed to a fully guaranteed contract. I can't stop saying that. Um, but Coach Mike Zimmer isn't stupid, okay? He knows what he's doing, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Those turnovers happen, especially early in the season. They're going to learn and adjust to that. They will start running the ball more. They'll change the idea of passing. I actually think with that offense, once they get used to each other, is that teams are going to be thinking about Minnesota last year, right? They're going to come out with a run game. Delvin Cook catch out of the backfield. But they weren't able to stretch the field with Case Keenum as much as they're going to with Kirk Cousins. So I think early on, they use that to their advantage. I think, you know, they they let teams think that they're the team of last year. They stretch the field <coughs> with Stephon Diggs. Adam Thielen's going to come across the middle and make the harder catches. Delvin Cook will come out of the backfield receiving or running. If Kirk Cousins does get into trouble, which I'm going to say for at least part of the season is likely to happen, um, Mike, Zim- Mike Zimmer will tighten up that offense, rely more on the running game, That defense, yes, is slightly getting older, but I don't think they're at that point where you have to worry that a couple more times on defense is going to really slow them down or hurt them. Um, I will say against the harder teams, obviously, like when they have to play the Packers or the Rams in NFC West or the Eagles in the NFC East, um, they're going to have a harder time. Let's not look not farther than last season. They had to play the Dallas Cowboys, and with that offense, I mean – they were they were held to fourteen points, thirteen points, mm-hmm. um, but their defense still held a high power offense with like that with Zeke and Dak who were rolling to ten points. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're cl- the harder teams is gonna be closer games, no lie. But I feel like they have the pieces needed to win those harder <clears throat> games to outlast the opposing team. I want to I want to bring you back. Okay, I want to bring you back to last season. You did a lot of talking on last season in the Minnesota Vikings. This is the last thing I got on Minnesota. I don't know if you guys heard me crack open that beer just a couple seconds ago because I'm still so blown back. But uh, <clears throat> so you remember remember what happened um, when they went over and they played a team like the Philadelphia Eagles with a backup quarterback, Saint Nick Foles. That yeah. couldn't they couldn't last uh, over in uh, uh, over in St. Louis, right? And uh, you know you bring him in against a against a press man defense that Mike Zimmer runs right, and uh, and that's his weakness. That's his Achilles heel, right? And what do you do? Lit them up, destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. He made it look like the Cleveland Browns. Okay, we're out there. All right. So uh, more to come on them, by the way. But uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you got Saint Nick Foles out there. Blowing them apart. I mean, I'm just, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Let me follow up with this before we end this on the Vikings. Who was throwing the quarterback? Who was throwing the ball for the Vikings last year? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Um, Who was throwing it this year? The uh, third best quarterback in the NFC North. Kirk Cousins, right. Um, And as great as the Eagles played, their weakness still going into this season is that secondary. now, instead of just going across the middle and crossing routes and the receivers becoming predictable because of how limited Case Keenum was, sure. and the fact Minnesota did not have Dalvin Cook because he was hurt, I think that'll change. Dalvin Cook stays healthy. He's going to be a terror for opposing defenses. Sure. 
On top of that, now you can stretch the field with Mr. 4,000 yards, Kirk Cousins, and, you know, make those DBs beat you. I don't think that Eagles play the Vikings today. That's the outcome. I mean, oh, I think that was a, I think uh, that was a fluke to begin with, but now you're right, adding better players. Right. No way. All right, listen, just because I can't talk about the Vikings, anymore, I bet you the on. fans agree with me more than you do on the Packers. No way. Get out of here. <clears throat> get out of here. Get out of here. All, all right. right. So let, let's get moving. Let's get moving here. We got we got make up some time. So Who else you got and, there, Drew? I'm going to try and be quick. So we've got uh, you're going to be quick because we've got Detroit, Detroit and Chicago left. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit here. I'm going to okay. go with Detroit. I'm going to run with it. So. Um, Best acquisition that Detroit had, uh, you know, honestly, I think is Matt Patricia. You know, I can't argue I, that. I can't I argue that. that that's yeah. the best one. Um, you know, I think that. I think hopefully that brings a little bit of stability there to uh, to them, not only defensively, but obviously on the offensive side of the ball, right? You know, Matt Stafford, I think, is an underrated talent. I think he's a very underrated arm talent. I mean, his arm talent is is, is incredible. When he know? can stay healthy, <clears throat> you know, sure. I mean, I, I think I think he's been quite reliable for the most part. I Past mean, season and a half. Yeah. Matt Stafford, I think, has been uh, has been good for has been good for Detroit again. I think he's underrated. Um, I think uh, I think when the game is on the line, honestly, I, I got to tell you, there's a handful at best of quarterbacks I'd rather have under center than, than Matt Stafford. Uh, when it's fourth quarter and you're down by ten, you know, and you've got to make that up. I'm, I'm putting Matt Stafford in the game, you know, seven times out of ten. So, seven times out of ten. Um, so seriously though, no, I think shearing up that uh, uh, that defense, uh, which I think Matt Patricia is obviously going to look to do. Um, he's going to look to give Ziggy Ansah some help for sure. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think part of that comes into the draft. We'll get in a little bit later. I think they're going to get some help there, but, um, but yeah, Matt Patricia is my number one for sure. Uh, as far as the good things they did, uh, not so good Detroit. Uh, they lost Eric Ebron. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to say that's it. You know, I'd have to say that's probably their, their biggest, uh, their biggest bad move almost, uh, is losing Eric Ebron, which really, frankly, isn't that really, really that terrible of a move. Um, but I do like Eric Ebron. Uh, I think what he does from the tight end spot is, uh, I mean, his presence on the field is obviously known when he is, uh, you know, he's really good. He's really good at occupying part of that middle of the field. He's a big, he's a big time catch guy. So, you know, obviously he's got the ability to get up there and, and, and contest a little bit. Uh, he's a big body in the middle of the field. So um, certainly, you know, poses a problem for defenses to, to manage. I um, will agree that Ebron has underperformed ever since they drafted him. They were <coughs> expecting a big playmaker and it just never came to fruition. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think part of it was utilization. But I, listen, I still think it's probably their, their biggest loss um, coming through. Uh, you know, I think coming into the draft, and I know I talked about giving Zignanza some help. Um, I think they're going, I, I think they've got a target pass rush. Uh, I mean, I think they've got a target some pass rush. I think that's where, uh, I think it's where Matt Patricia's head's at. Um, I'd really, uh, I'd really like to see them probably take, I don't know, man, Harold Landry, Boston, maybe. Okay. I, think, I love uh, me some Harold Landry. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. I think that, uh, he had 16 and a half sacks his junior year, um, uh, coming out, obviously, hot prospect. So, uh, you know, they, they pick a 20, so we'll see. You know, he's there. But uh, I, I think that helps sure up that defensive line. You know what I mean? I think it sure helps them sure up up front, get some pressure on the quarterback, which they have not been able to do. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. been a big weakness for them. Um, well, I mean, yeah. they lost Nick Fairley and Dominican Sue a couple seasons ago. Yeah. You know, they Ever only really had Ziggy. Out. I love the idea that you yeah. want to add Harold Landry to that defense. Love Harold Landry. He would change that defensive line if he went there, like you're saying. Uh, overall rank in the division, I've got him third. Uh, I've got Minnesota second, of course. So, uh, 
but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Um, I'm not. I'm going to stop talking in the lines. I had a couple more points, but I'm going to. I'm going to cut it short because for the sake of time here. So. All right. Well, just okay. one question before we move on. Sure, sure. What do you think of the Legarrette Blount signing in Detroit? You know, I, I like it. I, I. It was. A, it was tough to put it number one. I'll tell you that his reign of back to back to back Super Bowls ends uh, going to Detroit Lions this year for sure. But uh, you know, I, I think that. Wouldn't uh, you be surprised? <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, I liked it. I don't like it as much as Matt Patricia, so that's why I didn't put it number one. But. Um, but but I do like it. Hopefully, gives them a little bit of stability um, on those uh, you know on those third and shorts, and uh, tries to, to keep that offense going. And, and again, you know, I think what it really really does is it gives Matthew Stafford more opportunities to try and air the ball out a little bit, um, which which I think is going to be good. So so I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. All right. Well, even though we didn't agree on teams one and two, we Who's do left? agree. That Chicago Detroit Bears. is third, the and Bears. then I'm going to round out the division with the Bears, as Ditko would say. Um, but I'm going to start with the losses first, because there hasn't been nearly as many losses for that team as there was additions and good moves. So, I mean, their biggest loss was Josh Sitton. He was arguably their best uh, offensive cool. lineman. My man. That's yeah. Packer, baby. And he, and, he, and he went to the Dolphins. They let him move. Um, they did lose Pernell McPhee, which is a player I like at linebacker. Mm. But, I mean, those were really your two biggest losses. You got, I mean, you went and you got, of course, Allen Robinson. He's your new number one. Sure. You know, he's going to be great there. As long as he stays healthy, which I think he will. They did go out and get Earl Warford, who was for the Cardinals last year. Um, he's a very good offensive lineman. I guess they got him to kind of take place of sitting. Um, they went and got Taylor Gabriel as a number two, which as a number two isn't that bad. He can stretch the field. Um, Trey Burton, you know. But, you know. <clears throat> Even with all that talent and giving Mitchell Drabisky people to go to, um, their defense wasn't bad last year, but that's where I think they got to look other than maybe shoring up the offensive line in the draft. Um, they they added a lot of lot of good pieces. Now, they draft, I believe, number nine, eight or nine in the draft this year, and so they're going to be able to get a really, really good player, and they've been doing their due diligence on that. They brought in James Dan- Daniel, who's a center-slash-guard from Iowa, to shore up that line like I was talking about, but they've really been hitting on defense. Bradley yeah. Chubb, arguably the best defensive lineman in the draft. Absolutely. Roquan Smith, you know, top two linebacker coming into the draft from Georgia. Yeah, they need uh, they need some they need some help seriously getting to the passer. On that so. defense, yeah. And the DBs, they brought in in handfuls. Josh Jackson from Iowa, Mike Hughes, UCF, mm-hmm. you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, who could still be there, Denzel Ward, who you were talking about earlier, you know. Yeah. So they're really looking at shoring up that defense. The offense is going to be very good. It's still young. I didn't even talk about Tariq Cohen. You know, they drafted him last year. Yep. And absolutely. Um, not to mention who's their who's their starting running back. I can't I'm slipping from. Uh why the hell don't I know this? Um Holy shit, they've been so irrelevant. I know. It, um, it's just so hard. Oh fuck. But um yeah. Shit. It doesn't matter. We all know they have a good running back in the back. They got Tariq Cohen to back him up. Have... Everybody, everybody knows that this isn't like scripted and we don't have all this stuff written out. Yeah, right. right. We should <clears> be doing better. <throat> um but they have plenty of weapons on that offense. They need to show up that defense. Even though I think they'll take a step forward and maybe challenge for the number three spot with Detroit. I still don't see it happening. I still think they're not as well-rounded as a team and don't have that cohesive unit like the other teams do. They're going to finish last at the bottom of this division. Find that running back. Find that running back. Is that really bothering you? It's bothering the shit out of me, dude. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I know. Normally, I'm very good with names, and, you know, I just cannot (sighs) find it. Relied on him a lot last year, too. Jordan Howard. Oh, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Of course. Jordan Jordan Howard. Howard. Two 
first two seasons yeah, over a thousand yeah, yards, yeah. and yet he's somehow somehow <clears throat> still yeah, slipping our name. What a monster! But yeah, they have plenty of weapons <clears throat> on that offense. They're still going to finish fourth. They're going to be a good team. Sure. They're going to challenge teams. They're still going to finish fourth. Yep. No, listen, I uh, I agree one hundred percent. They have Prince Mukamara now, right? Uh, brought, they re-signed yeah, Prince Mukamara. Yeah, yeah. They, they brought they brought him. Uh, they still have Kyle Fuller. Yep. Right. Still so, have Kyle um, Fuller. They matched the tender. Yep. Yep. So I mean, so listen, I think uh, you know, as far as the outside is concerned, I think they're still going to contest some some receivers. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Just got to get some uh, some pass rush. Can't wait to see some of those practices between those. Yeah. Right. Damn. But um. Yeah. But so cool. Just to wrap it up, NFC North. You know, Drew's rankings. What were they? Uh, the Packers coming in first in the division. You're delusional. Uh, I've got uh, the Minnesota Vikings coming in second. Uh, not a close second, by the way. Not, not a close second. Um, you know, I've got Detroit Lions around now third, and then, uh, you know, obviously i got the Bears coming in fourth. So. All right. Mine is Minnesota first because I'm not drinking too much beer. Um, Dude's insane. The Packers will fight for that one spot. They're just not going to get it. It'll be wrapped up by week 13. Um, You're insane. But Detroit insane. will finish third. Bears will contest teams, but they will finish last. Make sure you jump back in for the next episode of for the AFC North.